0: Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans, um, you're about to listen to, uh, Sex and Other Human Activities, um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything, um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only, you yeah, know, yeah, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career uh, Which was hard to do I was a professional gambler I thought that would be a thing they could help me do And they did um, So if you have any questions or advice you need Just make sure you email CaveCarmenRadio at gmail.com Ask for Marcus or Jackie and, um, Or maybe just say hello to Henry From the last podcast on the list Because he needs he needs your, your attention He needs your affection um, so thank you and enjoy sex and other human activities <laughs>
1: <laughs> How's about that? Hey, we both. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And we were just at What, gag- uh, what Gagly Was Jicking About.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like that, man. It's What Gagly Was Jicking About. <laughs> Don't you worry. Don't worry your little head.
1: Oh, don't worry about us. We're just over here jicking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you gaggly's always you, you jicking gag- over there. You always <laughs> What Jackie was giggling about is that she said that sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder and sometimes it doesn't. What did you mean?
2: Such <laughs> a random statement to say. Right? Yeah, it is,
1: like right up top. But...
2: um. Because I was gone all weekend, I think. I guess it depends on what you're doing when you're away from a significant other. Yeah. Usually, I'm I'm like I can't sleep and and I miss him terribly. And I don't. I'm not saying that I love him any less, but I didn't think about him for a second
1: <laughs> while I was gone.
2: And then of course, all the like, it was a long car drive back from Chicago.
1: Well, where were you first? We of were all? in
2: Chicago doing mm. the Chicago Sketch Festival. Well Murder, Murder Fest, Fest was. was. Yeah. So it was all of us in a van. I mean, it was all of us just like partying and having a great time we like killed it while we were out there too so it was just meeting a lot of fans and you know the whole thing and I just all the way back I was like does that make me bad (laughs) like I texted him a few times we never really talked and like I'm never that way usually Mm -hmm. I'm just like oh I miss him Ooh Doug 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 but I also that's annoying when you're with your bros too yeah and you know none of them are like that either and a lot of them are in long relationships So I guess that also is part of it. But it made me feel bad when I got back. Yeah. And now I feel guilty,
1: even though I didn't do anything. You did nothing wrong.
2: I flirted while I was out there.
1: Well, I mean, you're just a flirty person.
2: Yeah, you just have to do that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially when you're kind of in the business that that we're in. You kind of have to flirt a little bit just to kind of be like, hey. Like, I have a problem with that sometimes where I will pull way too far back. Like yeah. in any kind of like flirty, like any kind of like situation with the opposite sex, like talking to him, it's like I will pull too far back and be like, "Ah, yes, you are a woman. <laughs> uh, that mm. I do, you are a strange woman <laughs> that I do not know." And you are talking to me, and I appreciate what you're saying i must be careful around yes. you yeah, yeah. so very i very bu- scary yeah like i'm way pulled back but i found a nice little balance now where it's not like romantic flirting or anything like that it's just like oh hey what's going on with yeah, you like business flirting business i think it's a real good way of putting it business flirting where you're not rude or anything like that but you know But if you're you're going to throw it my way, you know, I got to, (laughs) like,
2: I got to give at least a little something back, you know? Throw a little
1: something out there. Yeah,
2: no touching. But, like, there was this dude that was the lead singer of this band that loved us, and he even, like... Henry and, like, all the boys are like, man, that is an attractive <laughs> individual. You know, they're mm. also... Not that any of them are strong-headed heterosexuals. Yeah. But when they say that someone is attractive, I'm like, yeah, this is a attractive man. Oh, yeah. He was very, very attractive, and he loved what we did. And, man, did he talk to me for a while. <laughs> he shook my hand three times, <laughs> and all the way in the car back... Kellen, who's the, the guy that does all of our tech, we're both looking up pictures of him and staring at pictures of him. And I'm just like, this is a fantasy. you don't have to have, like, a fantasy.
1: It's a fantasy. It's a little girl thing. Like, yeah. Or, in Kellen's case, a little boy thing. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, he's so cute. Why oh did
2: he talk to me?
1: Yeah, which <laughs> fantasies are fine. Like, yeah. there's a, there's nothing wrong with a fantasy. Like, my girlfriend's got a big fantasy for Cliff Kingsbury, the lead singer or the uh, lead coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. He's
2: very attractive, he's
1: a very attractive man fucking Kingsbury.
2: (laughs) But she's never shaken his hand three times.
1: No, no, no. no. She's never met him nor seen him uh, actually in real life.
2: I think that's the problem, though, is when it bridges the gap. way. it's going to stay that way. (laughs) Yeah, sure, Marcus. Yeah, it's going to stay that way. We're
1: never going to a Texas Tech football game, even (laughs) though I would love to dearly.
2: Yeah, so it was just weird, especially coming home and, like, Doug was sick all weekend, too, so he was Mm. all snotty and I was just like... Like hug, God, <laughs> shook my hand three times. I don't, I don't even think about you. You've been homesick, and then I felt even more bad. I've been trying to make it up to him.
1: Yeah. You know? I ain't make it up to him. You don't really have a whole lot to make up for.
2: I know. I still feel, I'm just so guilty. I yeah. always feel so guilty in those kind of situations.
1: Yeah, I feel guilty too.
2: And there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing to be, I feel like a lot of people get, it's like, but then there's the line that everyone has a line of like, where do you, where are you allowed to go to? Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about this before. I am of a very like stern, there is no touching.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I mean, I don't, especially when he's not around. And, and I've talked to other people that think that like kissing is fine.
1: No, no. And I
2: don't feel that way. God, I don't. No. I would never, I mean, I would never do something like that. But it's so interesting to talk to different people and find out like, unfortunately, where their line is of like, oh no, but you can do that when you're in a relationship. Yeah, Isn't it so hard to find out when you're like dating someone where it's like, that's what you think? That's not. (laughs) And it's not something you can just bring up. It's just something that you find out. If it happens,
1: yeah, it's just uh, it. It comes up, and I find that these things come up in conversation.
2: Yeah, you
1: know, when you're talking to somebody about what they believe about you know what's okay and what's not okay. You know, you find these things out eventually, and you know, sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, most people do have a pretty normal view of it. So, like, yeah. You know, but just kind of like harmless flirting, like that's fine. But, you know, touching is a little bit much and kissing is out of the question. Yes. You know, although other people are like, no flirting whatsoever. You can't even look at another woman. Uh, And, you know, that's way too far to one side. And then other people is like, yeah, fuck whoever you want. It's fine. In fact, I was in a relationship where it did get to a point where it was, we had been together for a little while. And it eventually came to like, yeah, you know, we can make out with other people and i'm like all right fine you know like that's cool i'll i'll try that on for size yeah i'll I'll see what's up made me feel dirty yeah it made me feel like it i didn't like it at all like it, it just made me feel like i was even though i had like the full explicit permission from the other person it made me feel like ugh. Yeah. I just, it just, it just, it felt like a boundary had been crossed that uh, I almost felt like I would, I was like pushed across it or something. I don't know. It was, it was weird. I don't know. There's been a lot of boundaries that I, or there was a lot of boundaries I was kind of pushed across in that relationship. Uh, but that was one that even though, yeah, I had full permission, uh, I was like, ah, I Especially, didn't like it.
2: I feel like if you're given that kind of permission, it makes you feel like you're forced to do it
1: then. Yeah, you feel like you're forced to do it because that other person has that same permission and you. it's almost like you're in some sort of like arms race. Right. And that happens a lot when people decide to suddenly go for the open relationship. Uh, I've heard of so, so many examples of a guy and a girl, like they're at a point in their relationship where they're a little bit bored with each other and they're like, yeah, why don't we have an open relationship and see how that goes? And how that goes is the girl goes out and immediately gets laid and the guy doesn't
2: right and then it's like almost a vengeance thing of like oh you're gonna go get fucked yeah you're gonna go get fucked i'm gonna go fuck i'm gonna go fuck whatever i can get my hands on
1: yeah and usually the guy ends up fucking a girl that he didn't really even want to fuck in the first place just for the purpose of fucking somebody else just so he can feel a little bit better about himself and that is not healthy for anyone Like That's not what a relationship is supposed to be. And some people can do open relationships and it works out great. But I feel like the open relationships that I've seen work were open from the beginning.
2: That's the thing. And I feel like if you get together with that understanding and that is something that you are both interested in, then yeah, go for
1: it. Yeah, that's fucking great. If you can work that out, that's awesome. But I have never once seen an open relationship that has happened, that has evolved from A uh, a a monogamous relationship. relationship. I've never seen that work once. It's just it's all usually what when someone says we're in an open relationship. What that usually means to me, what that kind of means, is that the two people still love each other and they still like each other and they're still like they're still friends. But the romantic part of it is gone, right? You know, and the sexual part of it is gone. And that's when people like don't want to break up, but it's coming soon. It's the last ditch effort uh, right before someone breaks up permanently. Yeah. Like that's a slow breakup. That's a breakup that lasts about you know usually about mm, three four months. But it's a breakup before a breakup even happens. I mean, if anybody out there has uh, any kind of uh, example in a relationship they've been in or relationship they friend that a friend of theirs has been in in which a relationship went from monogamous to open. Let us know if if you have any good examples of it. Cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Yeah, because
2: that's a good thing for people to know. Because if it is something that you're interested in and you feel like you're able to do it, I just feel like it's it's a mind, it's more like it depends on each individual person. Yeah. But it would be cool just to find out tips on how to do it.
1: Yeah, so we could tell people how to do it. And, you know, and I think, I really do think it has so much to do with your personality. And I don't think it's something that you can learn how to do. Right. After a certain age, like, I don't think it's something that you can learn how to do uh, and to get past. Like, I think it's something that you're either into or you're not. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's my own personal opinion.
2: And I've dealt with a lot of jealousy issues in the past, and I've gotten so much better with dealing with, you know, letting him go and letting him do the things he's going to do. You know, of course, I come home, I found a bunch of pictures of him in a photo booth with these girls that I didn't know. just sitting on his probably, on his dresser. Probably
1: from his going away work party. It was party. his going yeah. away
2: work party. <laughs> I, of course, <it>, mentioned it. <laughs> because I'm that great. I was like, hi, away <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Where you where? Oh, oh, did oh, have a photo booth in it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> was it an enclosed space? Were you breathing the same air?
2: And, like, not mad, but I just, I had to know. Yeah. I had to know who was in the pictures. Of
1: course, you have to know. Like, that's not, so, like, you just, I would have to know. Like, yeah. If I came home and, yeah, and there was, you know, fucking Nikita in a picture with a bunch of dudes in a photo booth, I would be like, so what was that all about? Yeah, just like, you know, it's, it's, like, like <laughs> it's like so like who Oh, those dudes just kind of tr- start trying to figure it out. I like, "Oh, is that the dude you used to work with at, at Heat magazine?" "Oh, no, it's not." Oh, oh. oh yeah, uh. well, well, you know, how do you know him? How would you get to know him? What was what was the deal with that <laughs> whole situation? You know, nothing or anything but mm-hmm. this
2: See, just want to know, <laughs> but then of course, in my head, I found it while I was at work, and I was like, Jackie, you wouldn't just leave something out like this, yeah, if it was something I had to worry. I mean, he has no secrets for me, Anyway, not no. that I look for anything, but they were right out there, yeah. Of course, I'm gonna see him,
1: yeah. He's not, he's not that bold,
2: no, <laughs> yeah,
1: nor that slick,
2: no, no, no. You know, I'd find them,
1: yeah, and I'd <laughs> have a conversation with him, you <laughs> know, he knew that no, no, i would find them.
2: But then it was nice today like we had a nice day and like i was trying to get past the guilt and he went off to work and I, I decided my New Year's resolution was to start reading more because I used to fucking read so much and I haven't been reading a lot. So I picked up my copy of Ender's Game that I have in touch and I never finished it. I got like halfway through it I was like I'm going to reread this. And uh, I found a bunch of the love letters he had written me when we were broken up
1: Aww. because he
2: had promised when, we, when I left him, he's like, I'm going to write you a letter every week. And he did for almost the entire time we were broken up. Wow. And I shoved them into this copy of Ender's Game. I didn't know where I put them. And so I like read them all.
0: And you cried. Yeah, and I
2: cried. (laughs) And then I felt bad even more. And then I was like, no, this is great. This is good. I needed to find these today. I I was meant to find these today.
1: Yeah.
2: It was great. And then I have
1: those forever. Yeah, you'll always have those. It's a very sweet thing to have.
2: Yeah. He signed them all "Platonically Yours," Doug. Uh, oh. <laughs> Such a sweetheart. I know. I know. Of course, he's not fucking girls in a goddamn photo booth, <laughs> but not in his head. I'm like, he's kissing all the girls. He goes to Skinny Dennis. He kisses the country girls. He doesn't kiss the country girls. There's
1: no country girls to kiss. I
2: know. They're all hot hipster girls.
1: God, that place would be so fucking awesome if it wasn't in the middle of Williamsburg.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: anyway anyway what do you do what what are you gonna do what are you
2: gonna do i'm not gonna fucking do anything
1: well we mentioned earlier something about a a follow-up email we've got a follow-up email today or not necessarily a follow-up email but one email that we requested uh if anybody knew of anything uh let us know and this is somebody who uh we asked if you know of an Instance in which someone's friends were wrong about the person that you were with. Right. uh, Let us know. And she does actually have an example.
2: Yeah, it's a great example.
1: Yeah. Hey, Marcus and Jackie. I just finished the most recent podcast and I wanted to tell you that I am the one case of friends being wrong. All throughout high school, I dated a psychopath. He was mentally and emotionally abusive. My friends barely said a word the whole time. I was abusing drugs, drinking, and hating myself. I thought about dying all the time. Then when I was 18, I met a man who made me want to get out of this cycle. I stopped using drugs and I stopped drinking. I even stopped eating meat and became a vegetarian because I just wanted to feel better. My friends hated him. They didn't like the changes that I was making and froze me out. These were friends that I had since I was 13, so I made a choice. I went with the guy, and we have now been together for 11 years and are married. I can't imagine how different my life would be if I hadn't made that choice. Best decision of my life. Love you guys and all of CCR.
2: Now, which, congratulations, man. Fucking, that's great. Fucking awesome. (laughs) And, like, reading this email, I was just like, yeah, you fucking get it. (laughs) You fucking get it. The only thing that I thought about while reading this, which is like it made me think of the friends that I had also had since I was in fifth grade when I moved to Florida um, that ended up, which I don't know if they were in this scenario, that they were the friends that I was doing drugs around and the ones that helped me and like facilitated my bad times when I was younger, that when I tried to pull myself out of it, they were so mad that I was pulling myself out of it that they gave me backlash about it yeah, and and trying to better myself and trying to kick the habits that I had. And there's something so that makes you realize that the friends that you had were never friends or they were at the start. And then especially if you're partying together and you're in that crazy cycle, especially if you're dating someone that is abusive in any kind of way that. You're probably not talking about it. Mm -hmm. You're probably covering it up with drugs and alcohol.
1: And you're all too fucked up to even notice.
2: And that's the scariest part. You know, we've had a lot of people also write in about hanging out with people that, you know, do the same things that they do and everything. But you lose care for other people because all you care about is getting fucked up. Mm -hmm. And then the second someone doesn't want to get fucked up anymore, then you're a piece of shit. And that happened when I started, when I had a choice of drugs or murder fist that Henry gave me in two different times in my life that when I went to college, he said, okay, well, you can still like talk to them because they, a lot of them went to the same college or a college close by. And he's like, but I can't work with you and be around you if you're going to do this. So I chose murder fist, chose like a better, cleaner life. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm exactly... (laughs) <laughs> Clean a lot fucking cleaner than I was, My I gotta say.
1: God, <laughs> listeners out there, if you knew <laughs> the fucking just how absurd <laughs> saying that murder <laughs> fist is the cleaner life.
2: Yeah, right? If
1: you knew how absurd that statement was <laughs> <laughs> of where I was. But you know what? I have to admit. I had the same fucking thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. When I started hanging out with uh, Murder Fist, I stopped doing so much coke. Like I've been doing so much fucking coke. And then when I started hanging out with you guys, like, yeah, I was still drinking, but I kicked the bad drugs that I was doing.
2: Yeah, and the ones that you were 100% going to die from.
1: Yeah, definitely going to die from. Absolutely going to die from. And the ones that were keeping me from doing good work, the ones that were keeping me from uh, succeeding in my career, even starting to succeed at that point. uh, Yeah. Oh, fuck.
2: And that's what's so... It's like, honestly, it's such a life changer, too, of going out when we were in Chicago and people saw us and they were like... So many people were like, so... What kind of drugs do you get? <laughs> what, what kind of drugs do you got on you? Because everyone thought that we were either blown out of our faces or we were doing some kind of uppers or anything to make us be as crazy as we were. It's like we, we drink. Yeah. But none of us do any of the other stuff. And people are blown away by it. That it's like, oh, how could you act like that and not? And it's like, because you don't have to. <laughs> because you don't have to do those things to it's, act this way. Like, it's
1: in all of you. Yeah.
2: You just you got to fucking let it go, man.
1: The power of chaos is within us all.
2: It is. Hail Satan.
1: <laughs> hell, Satan. <laughs> that's something that I bet people never hear on an advice show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the last podcast thing. I
1: mean, well, yes, but still, you know, we <laughs> still believe it here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, so th- this is this is fucking great that you were able to kick your friends uh, and, you know, be with the man that, you know, actually was good for you. Uh, and, you know, I'll agree is that, yes, yeah, sometimes I-, I think what we were talking about and what we mostly meant is like if your friends are good for you. Right. You know, if you have good friends that you can trust, uh Which is th- also
2: hard to see at the time though.
1: Yeah, real hard to see at the time.
2: That's the worst part about fucking perspective is that it's just like looking back. I mean, that's how you learn though. It's yeah. exactly like you learn like you learned that those people were not good for you, mm-hmm. if anyone says that. I mean, those are the people, the friends that I was talking about that, because I met Doug when I first started going to college. So they all met them because I was still kind of, I would see them when I would go home and they all thought, they're like, lame he's lame. And I was just like, he's not lame. He's just not. We're just not raving twenty four seven anymore, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't like fuck a bunch of people in front of him and like cry all night and then throw up at six a.m. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah, so I do have a different life than when I was seventeen, <laughs> <laughs> but I just—it's it, just so hard. It's so hard because your friend, like, I, of above family, above anything, your friends influence you. Even to this day, it's not something like peer pressure doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And, and you could like just wake up and realize it's like, why are they l- let them like not letting myself do these things, but why do they encourage this bad behavior?
1: Because they don't want to look at their own. Exactly. That's the biggest reason why, because if your friends who are so fucked up all the time, if you get out and if you get better, then they are forced to look at themselves. And nobody in the throes of addiction ever wants to do that. They never want to look at themselves. They never want... And they don't want to see the people that hang out with them better themselves uh, because that just makes them feel bad. And that makes them feel like they have... Because the biggest... Uh, myth and the biggest lie that every addict tells themselves that I can quit anytime I want to. Right? You know, I'm fine. You know, like all those other people, like they can't, they just can't handle their shit. But you know, I can handle, I can handle my shit just fine. Uh, and if you get out, if one person gets out, then they kind of have to think like, well, maybe I can handle my shit. Maybe I can't because you know, if if you you quitting makes them think about quitting, and if they think about quitting, and then it scares them, then that's hard for them. And they're gonna fight against that. And they're gonna take it out on you. Exactly. It's fucked up. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess I mean, if that's you're addiction. if you're trying to get out of a relationship and you're I mean, obviously, you were happier the more you got out of your addiction cycle and more towards this guy, the happier you were, obviously. Uh, so if you're trying to get out of something and you're happier throughout, yes, you, you're going to miss your old life either way. Like, if you, you know, are getting out and leaving a guy, like you're going to miss him. And, and if you're leaving an addiction cycle, you're going to miss that addiction a lot. Uh, a lot, a lot. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, you're going to miss <laughs> The a demons
2: lot. just don't go away. No,
1: they don't. They just stay there forever waiting. Uh, but
2: you get stronger as you go on. And the happier you get, the stronger you get.
1: Absolutely. So, congratulations.
2: Hell yeah, and man. Fuck fucking yeah. did it. And thank you for writing in about that.
1: Yeah. Thanks for giving us some, again, a little bit more perspective.
2: Yeah, we need it.
1: All right, our next letter is from Canada. Ooh, ooh. We've been meaning to get to this one for a while. Yeah, and she, what are we gonna, what are we gonna name her?
2: Ooh, I think we're gonna name her the Great White North. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm
0: cold, <laughs> Great White
1: North. <laughs> All right, she says. I've dealt with anxiety and depression for years, and since entering college, oddly, it has gone down. This has been the happiest I've been in a long time. This is my first year as a college student, and despite having little to no time, I somehow managed to hang out with people and be more sociable than I've ever been. Though I've had no real depression up until recently, I still have my anxiety. Now... There is this one guy in my class whom I have been hanging out with a lot. We hang out after class and before class, going to Tim Hortons a few hours before heading to class together. This all feels a little silly for me being so worked up over a guy, but I'm really falling for him. He recently came over to my dorm and stayed for 10 hours hours. Before long, the laptop was gone and we were just lying there talking with our faces only a few inches apart and our arms and legs touching. Also, I should stress, he was the one who kept getting close to me. We talked until five in the morning and he didn't want to leave and I didn't want him to leave either, though spending 10 hours, to, even though we spent 10 hours together, uh, put us both behind on our homework. Also, during the times before while playing video games, we were extremely close, shoulder to shoulder, etc., cetera, et cetera. Reason why I did not expect all of this is he has a girlfriend. I found out a few months ago from one of the girls in my class. She did tell me that he has not seen or talked to his girlfriend since the beginning of college. But still, he never once told me about his girlfriend and is always flirting with me. When I found out about his girlfriend, I was devastated. Reason why, I had asked him out on a date and he said yes and I have just been falling head over heel for him. Since finding out about his girlfriend, though, I have not mentioned going out on a date. In fact, I dropped the whole thing completely, and we've just been going to get coffee and such until the recent incident of him coming over to my dorm. I have no clue what to think about this guy. I really, really like him and want to date him, but there is this girlfriend he probably has no clue I know about. I have tried countless times to bring it up, but I have no clue how, and there is no way I'm going to do anything with him outside of friendship activities if he has a girlfriend. I would really appreciate both of your opinions on this whole ordeal. Thank you two so much, and keep being awesome. Sincerely, The Great White North. First thing I can say, he doesn't have a girlfriend. He
2: doesn't have a girlfriend. Who, okay, that should
1: be obvious. I don't know why he didn't say. Yeah. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He if he hasn't seen her talk to her since he went to college, he doesn't have a girlfriend.
2: Yeah, he used to have a girlfriend, and number one is who is the bitch who told you that he had a girlfriend? <laughs> Was it his ex-girlfriend? Was it like I mean that's also the thing is too is like it's hard to especially in that kind of scenario, it's hard to trust someone it really when is. you get that kind of information where you're like, "Okay, but I've never seen her." And I know nothing about, and like I see him all the time, and I've never seen like a girl around him. It's hard to trust because when you hear that, of course, because Great White North, you are a good person. Yeah. And if you had a girlfriend, you don't want anything to do
1: with it. And that's great. That's a good idea. That's healthy. Perfect. Yes. Completely
2: healthy. And that's why I feel like bringing it up to him shouldn't be that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, it really shouldn't.
2: Because if he does have a girlfriend, even if he just asks, like, just, like, t- start talking about, like, oh, I had this guy that I was seeing, yada, 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 like, oh, I, I like hanging out with you. When was the last time you had a girlfriend? Yeah. I know it's, like, so- it sounds so dumb and simple, but if he has a girlfriend, you haven't done anything, so he'd probably just tell you.
1: Yeah. And not only that, how you could come right out and ask him if you're in, co- if you're fucking going for coffee hey, you're all a the woman. time. Yeah, you're a woman. just say, like, so this fucking chick in my class, she was talking, like, she said she had. She said you had a girlfriend. See what he says. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to scare him off. You know, if if you've done this much and if he's this into you, uh, and you know, he's probably wondering what the fuck am I doing wrong right i 'm sure he is banging his fucking head against the wall like right you now,
2: back so hard because he has no idea,
1: yeah, he has no clue what 's going on, so i 'm sure yeah i'm sure he 's just fucking banging his head against the wall, uh trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, uh and if he you know and if you say and if he 's like, no, like of course i don 't have a girlfriend, like yeah and maybe he'll say like, yeah, I had one before I left to go to college she 's back home i haven't talked to her in four months and it's and then and you might feel a little dumb yeah you might you might you might feel a little dumb just being like oh fuck but you know what you were gonna feel so fucking good and you could totally go and just make out with that dude that night
2: oh yeah yeah 100
1: yeah because i mean as soon as you say that i guarantee you the look on your face will change completely and that guy will just fucking that you'll have this breath of fresh air between you and there's this right now there's this big wall between you and after you talk about this just all of that's just gonna go away and i guarantee you your body language will change your facial expression will change and that guy will know immediately oh that's, that's okay oh that's 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 what happened like that's why things have not been progressing like i want them to uh so you know what man i say like this is just I know I know. since you have the anxiety, it sounds like you do have a little bit of a obsessive thoughts going on here because if you didn't have obsessive thoughts, then that second line of the sentence wouldn't have gone right over your head. The line of, uh, but he hasn't seen her or talked to her since college. Right. Because you're not, you didn't hear that. Even though you wrote it, you didn't hear that. All you heard was he has a girlfriend and that's, it and that's all you've been thinking about he has a girlfriend he has a girlfriend oh my god what am i gonna do i really like this guy but he has a girlfriend uh but he's we're doing all this uh i can touch and stuff and all that but he has a girlfriend like that's you keep saying but you have what you haven't told yourself is uh he hasn't seen or heard from her or talked to her since he left and who is this girl that's telling you this so who is this girl who is <laughs> telling you this consider the source yeah, definitely really? 100 percent,
2: and especially it's like I understand exactly with anxiety. It's like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop mm-hmm. with every good thing, and Marcus is 100 percent right. You 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 heard it, but you didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. And you heard like, it, but you didn't listen. You didn't listen. That's like, and there's a huge difference between the two, and you. Hopefully, you've asked him by now. Yeah, I really fucking hope that you have, and please let us know if you did, because I want to know how this fucking thing went down.
1: Yeah, I'll really want to know too.
2: I really don't think he has a girlfriend.
1: Though. I really don't think so either. Because I mean, I'll admit we are a little behind on this one. It's taken us a little bit to get to this letter. So, I mean, it's very possible that whatever has happened, whatever would have happened, has happened. Uh, but if you know. Man. If something happened, let us know, man, because this is kind of a cliffhanger.
2: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. Man, you just can't trust anyone with that shit. That's always the worst. Yeah. Because, it, it, I mean, it's weirdly, like, the same kind of thing of what we were just talking about with the last listener, where it's like, some people don't want other people to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and they like to say things like that just to fuck with you, yeah. unfortunately. Because you didn't say it was, like, a good friend of yours. You didn't say, it, like, it, it didn't even seem like... It sounds like it was just somebody in your class. Yeah, I imagine. one of
1: the one of the girls in my class. Probably, yeah. I guess probably from the same town as him. Maybe something like that. Like, oh yeah, I know that guy. He's he's got a girlfriend, but you know, I heard she hasn't heard her talk to or he hasn't like seen her talk to her since. Yeah,
2: because a lot of people leave shit at home when they go to college. Yeah, man. They just end it because you're going to college and you're going to meet people like Great right, White North. Yeah. and want to fucking hang out with them for ten hours yeah. in their dorm room. Want
1: to canoodle a little bit? Yeah.
2: Which, also, I can't believe you didn't kiss him after all that. Oh, God. Man, that's what you do. You fucking, you're sitting face-to-face with somebody. You've been with them all night. You kiss them.
1: This is a, a funny thing that this show is like, It's it kind of kills me. Because we get a lot of emails uh, from from girls. From, like, younger girls, like, in high school and college. And now, at 31 fucking years old, I'm finally starting to figure out what they were fucking thinking yeah. <laughs> back in high school and college? <laughs> like now I'm finally starting to figure like, oh, that's what was going on. Yeah, that's what you were thinking. Like the all of like the thought process of like you know, young, like uh, girls that age. I'm just now starting to figure that out.
2: Yeah, because it's hard. nine years later. <laughs> it's hard to open up when you have when you don't. When you haven't had shit past, yeah. it's hard to be like, hey, what's going on? Because at the time, exactly, like, anxiety disorder or not, you obsess over it no mm. matter what.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be that you don't have an anxiety disorder. Yeah, You're just could a just girl. Be you know? or, <laughs> a or a you,
2: dude. Or a dude. I'm sure I've done this. Oh, same my God.
1: Thing. No. <laughs> no. Oh, you don't even want to know the obsessions that have fucked with me over yeah, the years. Yeah. Everyone with has girls. done this. Yeah.
2: yeah. Everyone's done this. Oh,
1: my God. I obsessed over girls just constantly. It was just a fucking, it was a, failing of mine like it was a i mean and it happened like to the detriment of many a relate a possible relationship when i was younger my god i used to obsess over girls just oh to an unhealthy degree
2: and if you just have the balls to say something or to bring it up or to kiss them when you're hanging out with them for 10 hours and you're laying Mm -hmm. in bed in your dorm room you know things change Mm -hmm. but that's also balls you get after Doing what we did for how many fucking years of like, oh, just love me. (laughs) Do you know what I'm thinking? Please know what I'm thinking. (laughs) Yeah, man, you just got to fucking do it.
1: Yeah, just got to do it. You just got to talk to him about it. You just got to lay it all just got to lay it all out on the table, you know, just maybe tell him like, hey, you know, I really fucking like you, but this girl told me some bullshit. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think it's like, I don't, you know, I, I know you probably would have told me about it. But, you know, this girl told me some bullshit that I've been thinking about. You know, it's just like, is that what's going on with casual? That? Yeah, Not real drunk. No, never drunk. Never drunk. Only casual coffee. Yes. casual, yeah. And don't say anything like, Hey, uh, we need to talk about something today. Like I got something to ask you. Just come and, to
2: get a coffee. With me. Yeah,
1: and don't start off the conversation with it or anything like that. Like maybe wait till there's like that kind of like lull in the conversation like that. Like, ah. So Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's yeah, just it. Say, you'll find the right moment. You know, but you can feel you can feel when the moment's right to bring something like that. God, away.
2: when I said, don't do it drunk, I just said, like, flash, flash, flash. Or, like, how many times? Like, I know. I like you. You don't even know it. I'm just <laughs> staring at you. all love me. You know? Um, and the look. Like, this one dude in particular on his face, he's like... You felt that way for years and, I'm like, yeah. and no one didn't love me back Especially if you're gonna fucking say it like that Because that's not an attractive way To say something like that No
1: No it is not I've gotten that a couple of times Ugh. And i like
2: Ooh, it's feel, It makes me hate hmm. myself
1: Boy howdy Lord, like right, that's and, and I have done that a couple times. So, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, I love you. I love you. I <laughs> love I love you. Like you're you're so good. You're good for me. I'm good. I'm good, I'm, <laughs> I'm good I'm, for you. I'm good for you. We could be good together, people.
2: That at the same time i bringing up like questions like that too, where it's like you sleep with somebody, you find her. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like that either. No, men hate no one, that. And, and women, no one likes that. women hate that. I don't that. like it either. Men yeah. hate
1: that. Women hate that. No yeah. one wants to be asked, are you fucking her when they're <laughs> drunk? <laughs> no, <laughs> like guaranteed. That. No. All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, if you have a question or comment for us, gmail.com is the email address. And until then, we shall see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.